Productivity for Profit podcast for ambitious CEOs, owners, managers, and entrepreneurs. I'm Libby Knight, a productivity and time management specialist, and each week I'll be bringing you a dose of focus through fresh ideas and techniques that will save you time, prioritize results, and give you more freedom for what's important. So ask yourself this question. How will you make this year your most productive and effective ever? Welcome to episode four of the Productivity for Profit podcast. Now this week I'm focusing on accountability and how keeping yourself accountable helps you to maintain momentum and make more progress and that leads to faster business development and makes success more likely. Staying accountable can be a challenge when you're the main decision maker, if you work alone or if you have complete autonomy in your role. Making all your own decisions is great, but when you don't have to answer to anyone else, it can be easy to let things slide, to leave projects unfinished or to accept that something is good enough when really you know it could be better. You can slip under your radar and make excuses for yourself as to why you haven't completed or sustained a task or been consistent. In the long term, This behaviour really doesn't serve you. It's difficult to have true job satisfaction or to stay motivated if you're not committed to being your best or finishing what you started. If you're not achieving what you set out to achieve because you gave up or got distracted, the unfinished tasks will mount up and create negative feelings of confusion and defeat or even failure. It makes running the business feel harder than it needs to. So, what can you do to stay accountable? When you're self-managed and work independently of any upline management. To be truly autonomous, you'll act on your own values and interests. So let's start there. What are your personal values, your morals and your brand ethics? Is your progress reflective of these? According to the Greek translation of the word autonomy, It's self-governance, so it's not just about the ability to make your own decisions, but more about the quality of those decisions and the value that they hold for you. So what else can we put in place to keep ourselves accountable? Have you ever noticed that you're often more disciplined in your work and manage your time more effectively when you're accountable to a client or someone that you're collaborating with? If someone is relying on us to step up, we do. So how can you utilise that pattern better in your day-to-day schedule? Bringing more people into your world? Because even as a solo entrepreneur, working with others can inspire us to step it up and to deliver. When we know that others are aware of what's going on in our business, it helps us to be committed to the plan. And when we share it, we commit to it. 
So share what you're doing, what you have planned. So who could that be? It could be an industry peer, someone who understands the significance and the challenges of what you're doing, who will be interested to know how you're progressing. Or it could be someone that you respect, whose opinion really matters to you. It could be a group who will support you and encourage you to be ambitious. They're your cheerleaders. They don't judge. They admire your expertise and your guts. You could hire a consultant, a mentor or a coach. That can be a very effective way of creating accountability. The right person will boost your productivity and results by supporting you and your vision, by encouraging your efforts and ideas and providing tailored tools and advice to get you results. They'll get to know you, listen and really understand. They'll want the best for you and will be the voice that checks in on your progress. You'll develop trust and when times get tough, they'll be there to elevate you, to get you back on track. Or how about an accountability partner, someone to share your plans with at the beginning of the week and to check in with at the end of the week. Someone to talk through the wins, but also who will challenge you. What didn't happen? Why was that? What needs to change? So that next week is better than this week. Choose someone who's driven and ambitious and always have that next get together, that next check in scheduled in your calendar. Have you ever heard or experienced the concept that people don't value what's free? Are you more likely to attend a regular workshop or exercise class, for example, if it's free or if you've paid for it up front? Now, I am a huge fan of free resources and I always start with a free trial or the freemium version of a service so that I can test it out. But if you're struggling to keep accountable to yourself, perhaps an investment will be the motivation you need. If you pay for a project management tool or a CRM or an email service provider or a specific piece of software, are you more likely to use it? If you're like me, you don't like to waste resources whether that's money, time or energy. So committing to a paid service designed to make one of your important tasks easier and quicker and more efficient could be a good way to ensure that it gets done properly. Your instinct to get your money's worth keeps you on top of things. So choose wisely, utilise the right tools to get the job done and make it easier to be consistent. Another way to stay accountable to yourself is to link the activity or task that you're doing to something important. Because if there's no passion behind the task, it's less likely to get done. Whereas if it's exciting and rewarding and fulfilling, you can see those tangible results. Focus on those. Again, it raises the likelihood that you'll complete it successfully. Take time to think of the benefits. So that could be a bigger customer base, new relationships, a higher conversion rate, happy customers, a larger product portfolio, brand recognition, a lucrative partnership. Make it something that matters most to you and maybe put a sign up on the wall and look at it to keep yourself accountable. As I mentioned earlier, we're often more accountable to other people than we are to ourselves because we can work to the deadlines that are set. And that deadline is in our mind and we'll work everything around it. 
because if we don't, there are consequences to missing that deadline. So when we set ourselves a deadline for our own work and share it publicly, for example, announcing a launch date or using an anniversary or special day as the target date for completion and sharing that, that could keep us on schedule. We're more likely to make time for the necessary tasks and put boundaries around that time to make sure that it gets done. And we'll prioritise more effectively and be more focused because we've publicly committed to revealing the results on that specific date. And talking of consequences, that's another great way to stay accountable. What are the consequences of not finishing the job? Whether it's an external consequence, like missing out on some kind of opportunity, or it could be an internal consequence, which would be more emotional. You'd be disappointed that you didn't succeed. You could put a consequence in yourself. So if I don't do it, then I have to work the weekend until it's completed. That will motivate you. For some people, it's more powerful to have a reward rather than a negative consequence. So they could say that they're going to clock off once the task is complete. That's a positive consequence of getting the job done. And then you can have more me time. So what would be more effective for you? Would you respond better to a negative consequence, punishing yourself for not getting it done, or a reward, a positive for getting it done? Try it out and see what works for you. Because we're all different and we all are motivated by different things. Like everything that we want to change or improve, we're more likely to succeed if we break it down into manageable steps. And I'm going to go into that more in the next podcast. It's better to start small. Like any new habit, it's not going to form overnight. So it's always good to reflect on what's been working well and also to understand what hasn't been working so well so that you can make positive changes, test out different techniques and See what works for you. And as you reflect on your progress, you can identify whatever slowed you down or blocked you from staying accountable. Are we resisting change? Are we fearful so we sabotage our own progress? Are we easily distracted? Do we lack that passion? Is the method we're using draining our energy or our enthusiasm? Maybe it's the method that we need to change. So once you find what does work, Hold on to it and repeat it. Incorporate it permanently. And if it stops working, ask yourself why. What's happening there? As they say, practice makes perfect. And it takes time for skills to become easy, to become second nature, especially if you haven't used them for a while. On the next episode, I'll be talking about how breaking down large goals or projects can dramatically improve the chances of success. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Productivity for Profit podcast. Why not join my free Facebook group, Productivity for Profit, for more tips, tools and support on your journey to mastering your productivity and time management. If you've enjoyed the podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review.